The following discussion contains spoilers for the Batman. You've been warned. And now, your feature presentation. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another uh, Untitled Spoiler Cast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved. He is vengeance, Eric Marchin. Yes, that is my middle name, actually, Eric Vengeance, Vengeance. Michael Marchin. Um, <laughs> I know that you're not drinking a Riddler's brew, but you did have... Uh, a drink that you wanted to share what, what is that matt I, I think i mean this is probably better suited for the main podcast but we are putting these spoiler casts on the main feed even though it's not a numbered episode uh of the untitled movie podcast it is basically an episode uh, i got today eric uh, this is our spoiler cast for batman no spoilers yet but we will um get into spoilers soon you guys should check out our spoiler free review if you haven't seen the movie yet um that's an hour long eric and i giving our you know immediate thoughts like we saw the movie last night um and kind of completely spoiler free we don't give away really anything no we have to dance around a lot of stuff so we have check to that bat out. dance around <laughs> a lot uh eric i have a starlight limited edition coca-cola zero sugar i also have the sugared version in my refrigerator because i i bought it for nevis because she hates diet sodas uh it says space inspired <laughs> space <laughs> space inspired um it's weird um what's it taste like so uh, i it, they don't tell you they just say it tastes like space um and <laughs> i think i guess maybe i could read the ingredients and you probably get a little bit from there um concentrate of carrot and black currant oh for color uh this isn't telling me anything it's just a bunch of chemicals um I got, it tastes like a cherry vanilla Coke with a mint aftertaste. It's so weird. Tastes like space. Like, yeah, it's just, <laughs> that's exactly it. Ask Neil Armstrong. Like, like he, he would know. That's what, um, that's what Stanley Kubrick was thinking when he was making 2001, 2001. A Space Odyssey. I bet you he drank is... a lot of Starlight Coca-Cola. Oh, I don't <laughs> so, doubt it. <laughs> um, and it's disgusting. Like, it's, um. It's I'm not a vanilla Coke guy at all. Like I don't like vanilla Coke. Love cherry Coke. I can deal with a cherry vanilla because I can deal with the cherry. Right. I don't love the vanilla part. And then the aftertaste. Do you like vanilla and other like, stuff? Like do you like do, vanilla yeah. and like a like an iced coffee or something? Yeah, like that? yeah, a little bit. Like I'll do a vanilla oat milk sometimes, like an unsweetened vanilla. Like I like the flavor of vanilla, just not in my Coca Cola. Yeah, I mean um, you are super vanilla. That's also very very true. Um, and then the mint, like it's like a tingly mint aftertaste, which is like, just does not go with a Coca-Cola at all. So the first couple sips were fine. And then the more I was drinking it, the more I was like, this is pretty disgusting. Um, but if there's a weird flavor of soda or Coke coming out, I'm going to try it. So Whoa, what was that? <laughs> that was from the normal Coke. Zero. Was that your Riddler um, impression? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, like I mentioned, we already reviewed the Batman. Our spoiler free review is out, um, on podcast services, YouTube, um, everywhere. You guys can check that out. Uh, that will have our score on it. Uh, Eric gave it a four out of five. I gave it a 4.5 out of five. Um, so this isn't necessarily a review, uh, but we just wanted to kind of talk about the movie 
uh, with, you know, our, uh, our bat gloves off where we can talk about anything we want. Uh, I don't know if we'll go through the whole plot because we might be here for the entire weekend. We'll be, um, yeah, I mean, for a three that, hour, like, for a nearly three hour like, movie, we'll be here yeah. for like six. So I don't know if we're going to go like plot point by plot point, but like we'll probably elaborate on a lot of the stuff uh, we talked about in the main review. So like we can talk about, you know, uh, how uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne is connected to this. We can talk about the Riddler with like every little detail about his riddles and how ridiculous he is or how much you think the ridiculousness was fun. Um, or we can talk about, you know, the twist of the villain that they teased at the end or, you know, the state of Gotham at the end of this movie. So, Again, I'm I haven't said anything yet. If you haven't seen this movie, please please exit out of this and then go back and Yes, exit out of this and then go instead and listen to our spoiler-free review of No Exit, which we did not like. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Why would you do that? I don't I don't think you should. Um, well you can listen to our review still. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please support us everywhere. Um, but we will be starting spoilers, so last chance, please um please bail out now. Uh, if you don't care, I mean, sucks to be you, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, I guess who cares? It's, it's up to you. Okay. Spoilers. Eric, where do you want to start? Do you want to go right into that character that they teased at the end? Or do you want to go Let's do it. Because else? that is, the out of anything in this movie, I truly felt that that was the worst scene of the film. Because it it feels like you're watching a YouTube fan video. That was made. It's pretty harsh. Which, like, which is, I, I don't it, disagree with it you. It almost like, like, even though it's obviously not like the same sort of direction and style, but it reminded me a lot of. Do you remember that video, that fan made video of Batman versus the Predator and Alien that sure, was on yeah. YouTube? Mm-hmm. That's the level I think of, mm, of like an epic rap battle of history. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so the movie, um, let's just go right into that because I think that's the biggest spoilery thing. Is like you know post. You know, it's not even a post-credit sequence. It's a sequence right before the last scene of the film. Uh, Riddler is captured. Uh, he's in Arkham Asylum. Um, he is mad that the Batman kind of foiled his. I mean, not really foiled his plan because the Riddler did accomplish what he kind of wanted to do, but not to its complete kind of fullness. But like Gotham is flooded. Um, the Riddler's kind of freaking out a bit in in the very over-the-top way that Eric loved. Um, no. and, then, <laughs> and then, and then you hear a voice, a familiar voice. Um, if, uh, I mean, to some people, I don't think to many people, but well, it is fans, the voice of, fans of killing of a sacred deer will know who that will, is right away. I wear my A24 sweater. Yeah. So like, this is a, well, he's, a, he's in, I mean, he was in the green um, night. Most yeah, recently, exactly. So. Uh, Barry Keegan. So you hear Barry Keegan's voice. Um, it sounds like a voice that you think it is and then you're like he's he's the joker and you're like huh huh and then uh well you know, he, he first gives a he 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 gives the riddler a question which is the sure. joker like the two cards in the deck that are most valuable sure. but also uh don't have value and then you know paul dano's response delivered beautifully in an oscar worthy performance is i liked it friend <laughs> Paul Dano is very over the top. I liked it. Eric didn't go listen to our uh, spoiler free review because um, I think we both have interesting perspectives on it that are both valid. Um, uh, In this part, I agree with you that this scene does not work for me at all. And I think the biggest, like I here, I'm of two minds of it because I think 
and we'll get into all the dirty details, but I think where Reeves leaves this movie is really interesting because Gotham is in shambles. It's flooded. Um, you know, basically it's, it's a, set a lot now. like, yeah, it's literally a cesspool. But, um, if you look at like, think of New York city of how Manhattan's kind of in the middle and you have the other boroughs around it. Um, Basically, the Manhattan of Gotham is underwater um, and basically up to the roof of what is Gotham Square Garden, which is like a Madison Square Garden. So think of that from the water level. Um, and that's a really interesting spot to leave this movie. And then on top of that, you go to this scene with the Riddler. I like how he does not die. I will say that. I know you don't love the character or, or I mean the portrayal of the character in this, Eric, but like I will say that I like that. You know, we don't just kill every villain. And I know Batman movies don't necessarily do that, but like, yeah, well, yeah, um, uh, not no, like the, the there's Bert, been so many iterations. Burton, yeah. Joke. Jack Nicholson's Joker was killed by Batman. And then sure. Two-Face was killed by Val Kilmer's Batman. Um, yeah. Penguin dies in the second one. Penguin also dies. Yeah. Yes. And then in the Nolan ones, Russell Gould dies. Uh, Joker dies. dies. No, Joker, no, Joker lives. doesn't live. Sorry. Um, but it doesn't come back because two face dies, breaks his neck. Two face. Yeah. So anyways, I like that. You can tell that Reeves is world building here and he wants to get to these second and third movies with all of these villains still around, like build up Arkham Asylum, build the rogue up these gallery. villains, the rogue gallery. And the one thing I like with the Joker in this movie, I don't like how the scene plays out. I don't necessarily love Barry Keegan's delivery and his laugh. Um, but the one thing I do like is like, okay, I like the idea of the Joker just being already established in this universe. I like the idea of the Joker being involved with that rogues gallery in the way that he is in the comics, because they're all around at all the times with the movies don't necessarily do this because you can't have 400 actors playing all the different villains necessarily. But I think, you know, Marvel's proven that, you know, you can have these giant ensembles and make them work. So keeping Dano alive as the Riddler, I think is, is, is a great choice and having the Joker, now being this person who's going to manipulate some of these other villains, this is just me hypothesizing where the, the franchise might go, um, I think could be cool. But then on the other side of that, I'm like, do we fucking need the Joker again? <laughs> I'm like, I don't, that's, I'm like, it's almost frustrating because you're like, Reeves, like, I love you, dude. You made a great movie. I can't wait to see what you do in the second and third ones. But I'm like, do we need to go back to that well? Because we've seen the Nicholson Joker. Uh, we've seen the Nolan Joker. Uh, Heath Ledger, we've seen yeah. Heath Ledger. Sorry. Yeah. Heath Ledger's Joker. Cesar uh, Romero. Seen, Cesar Romero. We've seen fucking Jared Leto and like every Ugh. Batman has a Joker. And I get that. He's his arch nemesis. You can't get away from it. But dude, I don't think we needed that to be the tease. Like I would be a way more excited to get a Hugo strange uh, tease. Cause you're in Arkham. Or Court of Owls, which there are Easter eggs for both of those villains in this movie in the form of Riddler's cards that he's sending Batman. Um, and just to go back to the Joker again and have that be the teaser, just like it was at the end of Batman Begins. And, you know, just like it, you know, I mean, we got it the Suicide Squad first, but obviously that version of Joker was very heavily involved with Batman right away. Like you're introducing Joker so early and I don't even... And I'll let you go in a sec, Eric, because yeah, I know no, no. you also didn't like this scene. But like I was thinking about it today and I'm like, 
I might be okay with it if Joker isn't the villain in the second movie and then he is the third movie. Well, you could um, make him almost like um again, like if you've read Bram Stoker's Dracula or if you've seen like a lot of the original like the the Bela Lugosi or even Nosferatu, Dracula in the story is never really present. Like, yeah. like I feel like the one thing that they are trying to do a little bit with the Riddler in this and what they could do as well with Joker moving forward is they could make him like Moriarty or Blofeld where he's more of a presence. And that's what mm. Dracula was as well, because the way that Dracula is built up in the minds of uh, the other characters is that the other characters talk about him in a yeah. way. And, and Nolan's The Dark Knight even does touch upon that a little bit with the opening high sequence where all the other guys are like who are we working for it's like oh i hear he wears makeup and like i mean that, that, that and you get that in little... this with the joker gang kind of at the beginning right yeah like they're obviously very clearly supporters or part of his crew right or just i mean they could just be i mean like they almost looked a little bit like the gangs that you did find in the Joel Schumacher Batmans as well. I agree, with, but with I think it was just race. very clear with the kind of smile and like, like the, the imitating the scarring on the cheeks. That sure. It, to me, it felt very clear that that was a nod to the Joker gang and then having him already being established in this universe of already being an Arkham. I feel he like just exists. He's, uh, but, yeah. but, but, but Heath Ledger's Joker was the same thing where like, sure. he was just, there like you don't need to have you know the origin origin, story of him falling into a vat of chemicals and then turning into the joker even though i mean i i do like jack nicholson's joker but um yeah i i think my biggest problem with it is how it's filmed and how the performance is but and i like barry uh keegan a lot i think like you know, mentioning killing of a sacred deer. Like, I think he is very good at playing sinister and unnerving characters. Um, even in the green Knight, he's kind of a little bit, uh, you always, eternals. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but with this, it kind of almost felt like even the way that they were framing him, I wonder if they'll they'll go with him with the next movie or not. Like it was almost because they shot in Europe where it's like, oh, who can we get this kind of a name that we could kind of get as like a maybe even a stand in? Not to say that he's not good enough or, you know, recognized enough. But I you think. don't think that they're maybe committed or not necessarily he's signed on for three movies. Or yeah, because like I think the way that you see him in this film, it's almost like. You would have showed him if he was the actor you were going. Yeah. For. And and at one point when so another thing in, in what happens in this movie is um, Riddler sends uh, a card to um, Alfred or, or it's it's addressed to Bruce Wayne, but Alfred yeah. opens it and it explodes and Alfred is in the hospital. I thought they were just going to murk Alfred. that <laughs> I did, too. And I was I was kind of hoping they were not because i know I, I i i love andy circus and i love alfred the character but i just think it would have been an interesting choice to just kill off alfred yeah because like quickly. another character they could have brought in afterwards and i almost thought that the character was introduced but it's not is her Barbara gordon well no is uh is is leslie um tompkins um oh, right. who's who's From, kind uh, of like the medic who kind yeah. of looks after in 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 a lot of the comic books and in even the the 90s animated series 
the the three people that are kind of always Batman's kind of group are Lucius Fox, Lucius, yeah. Alfred, and Leslie. And Leslie is kind of the medic of the group. She's a doctor, and she's the one that does more of the patching up and 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 keeping um, you know Bruce healthy to the for the most part. But when Circus is in who played her in this? It was um, it, but but it wasn't her. It that that no. wasn't the oh, character. Yeah, it was just it was, it was. I thought yeah. it was, and like I was yeah. thinking, oh, like maybe that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna kill Alfred off, and they're gonna bring her in, and they didn't do that. But that's that's my own sort of again projections of what the it, servant had a servant. <laughs> well, they're not servants. Uh, I they're, know. They're more, I know. Yeah. I just you know what I mean. I'm but but yeah. Sense. But but going back to where I also thought this was going. I almost thought that he was going to that Reeves was going to connect the Joaquin Phoenix Joker because when he's in the hospital bed, Alfred, and says like, oh, you know, like your parents, um, you know, like 20, he talks about like, what, 20 years ago, like that they that they were killed and like, uh, there's only 10, I think. Oh, 10. I thought he said 20. no, no, 20 because he was 30s. He would have been 30 and he was 10 when it happened. So, yeah, it is like 20 years. Yeah. Later, and and so I thought that that's what they were. That was going to be the big reveal that like that that Joker was going to be a part of it. And that's how they would continue on that Joker because it was that movie was so popular. Older. Yeah. Which y- y- you could still make that work. But um makeup and, and green hair yeah yeah and and and, and it didn't i'm glad they there. didn't do that oh I'm i i am too but yeah. i kind of thought for a moment they were going to do that just because that movie was so popular and it's like sure how can we keep that character going um but they don't and obviously they don't because the actors that play uh martha and thomas wayne aren't the actors that played uh or yeah. thomas wayne in 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 joker so um Watching that scene, though, it just felt so ham-fisted and the most fan servicey moment where, like, I do think that, like, the end of the Batman is actually very similar to Batman Begins because it's all about basically restarting. Because the end of Batman Begins, you have Wayne Manor burnt down to the ground and him rebuilding it again. And then with this, you have Gotham Gotham completely decimated and them kind of rebuilding again and and looking at it from the point of view of also being a metaphor with sort of, you know, taking the systematic corruption and racism and and crime that fresh start for Gotham. Exactly. And it was the same thing with Batman Begins, where at the end of Batman Begins, you have Wayne Manor destroyed and it's a chance to restart again. And that actually continuity wise carries into the dark Knight when, uh, Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne and Batman is, is living in this weird kind of like makeshift underground, uh, bunker when he's not in a, a, a penthouse hotel. Um, and then the other thing that is similar to Christopher Nolan stuff as well is that one scene with Andy Serkis. I think the time delineage thing does very much play out the way that like a Nolan twist would in one of his movies where it's like it's already yeah, happened. It's already happened as you're you're finding out with the flashbacks and things like that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where they go if if joker will just be the villain in the second one i have a weird feeling that it's more of what you're talking about of the moriarty kind of thing of like joker will be a presence but i think he'll be locked up in arkham and like even if he he might be in the next movie whether it's barry keegan or not but like i don't think he's going to be much like this movie like i don't think he's going to be the main villain i think they'll take their time with that and i hope they take their time with that and build that relationship up and build that 
character up instead of just, I think, blowing their load and just going into Joker right away. Yeah. Um, and I feel like because you've introduced him in this movie, okay, uh, have him be a presence in the next one with Arkham, build up that rogues gallery in Arkham, build up Arkham to be a thing, and then have him escape in the third one and be the villain. Like I think that's that when you really, let the really clown cool. out of the box, right? Yeah, and I'm, you, and then by that time we'll be, you know, six six years down the line probably because we're probably going to get a new one of these what every three years, and God, like, we'll be nearing our forties um, by that. Point. <laughs> yeah. Um, isn't that yeah that's not cool um but <laughs> but uh i guess so will robert Pattinson. he's basically the same age as us but um i think they will do a time jump and uh, uh it's interesting because there is a scott snyder arc and i know i referenced him in our spoiler free review and i feel like he got a thank you in the credits and so did a lot of different batman writers and and people who've worked on DC comics and things like that. But Scott Snyder specifically, like I want to give him a shout out because he was the guy who got me back into Batman comics about a decade ago. Like I picked up, I remember I got embarrassed about, you know, being a nerd in high school and like, I wanted to be a cool kid. So like I stopped reading comics and like, you know, I tried out for the hockey team, even though like I still played video games and liked all my nerdy shit, but like, it was more like, you know, I didn't want people to know kind of thing. And then when I got into college and like even 10 years ago when I was in my early twenties is like, I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm going to start reading comics again. Like, why do I, why did I ever stop doing that? So like I went back to the comic shop and I was like, well, Batman and Spider-Man are my dudes. Let's find out what's going on right now. And then, um, Scott Snyder was a, a young up and coming writer and he had detective comics. And I was like, all right, I'm going to jump into detective comics. I'm like, or I think I jumped in a little bit before that and it was like the death of Bruce Wayne. So like they just killed off Bruce Wayne and he was like traveling through time to try and get back to present day or some shit. It was like, there was like dinosaur Batman and stuff like that. It was very weird. So Dick Grayson was the Batman in, uh, the Batman comics when I first started. And then Scott Snyder did a arc called the black mirror, which was about James jr. So James Gordon's, uh, son, uh, being a serial killer um, around Gotham. And like uh, there was kind of a mystery to that. And it was very dark, I remember, and disturbing. And I, I think a lot of inspiration for this Joker, or not Joker, Riddler, was kind of put with that version of James Jr. from the comics. And then there's an arc called Zero Year that Scott Snyder did in 2013, um, where they kind of rebooted Batman for the new 52 um and this was kind of a pseudo origin story for this version of batman and it involves like the riddler flooding gotham like he does at the end of this movie um and i was just surprised that they went there like i think that's such an interesting you know the decimation of gotham like that at the end of this movie where the riddler kind of wins um he doesn't ultimately but like he does cause a, an incredible amount of destruction and to the point where it really transforms gotham to being this completely different place and and there's a really cool voice over at the end and and where they set up the kind of stakes of where gotham is is even in a lower point than it and than the movie started and i think that's just really really cool and uh, something that you know uh, these batman movies hasn't really done to that city so it, it that's something that it's doing differently and i like that and then what reeves did in his two apes movies that were kind of in that sort of 
post-apocalyptic and it's not that the earth is in a post-apocalyptic thing but gotham almost is where i'll be interested to see where he takes the batman character with the city in that state so i will say like i liked where the movie ended up with gotham yeah i mean gotham right now is almost like what new york was in the late 70s early 80s where it's crime infested at like it's like that caricature where you see in a lot of horror b movies and sort of like films that were made at that time where like everything is dirty and gross there's crime everywhere um the city streets at night are not safe and and that's kind of where you are from the beginning of the movie and at the end it's even worse (laughs) again it's it, it does have the biblical reference of like the flood coming to you know clean everything up well, it's and at its lowest but the it's sinners but it's it's yeah. almost like noah right in that way where it's like you know the 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 sins of you know the past will be you know cleansed by the 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 the, the water and and with that like that's something i think matt reeves seems to also have a kind of fascination with when it comes to you know, integrating certain aspects of uh, theology into uh, his films. And um, yeah, I think the third act works on that level. I had some problems with where the, 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 the set piece where you have the Riddler, the Riddler at one point has been apprehended. You've seen some of those clips in the trailer where like he's in Arkham Asylum and he's talking to Batman between a, a two-way uh, a cell. Um, but there's there's a scene that's kind of like, again, like the, the third act of uh, The Dark Knight where even though the Joker is apprehended, you know, his his ace in the hole in that movie was Harvey. Uh, J- uh, Riddler's ace in the hole in the Batman is his disciples and followers. He has at least 500 of them. He's harnessed social media and things that are not... What's up, guys? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. That is the one thing I did like, where I, I wish almost it was like that more, where it was almost kind He's of like... He's like a weird online streamer kind of pathetic, guy. Pathetic. Like, more yeah, pathetic yeah. and goofy instead of being kind of like like i think matt reeves thinks he's like really creepy and sinister and and i think that if you kind of played him more as kind of just a goofball who people are taking seriously i think that's socially awkward i think that's more threatening than than being unassuming you know it was really funny because it's just like being it's like people who are like live streaming and you're like yo what's up guys it's me your boy the riddler i'm here like it's like riddles 93 yeah Yeah. um and And he's like it's just the way they nailed that part of it and it was that was genuinely unsettling as, as you're seeing their messages about where to buy assault rifles and where to buy the clothing and like the live streaming element of him talking to these people who he's radicalized and like that I felt was, and even the what's up guys is like over the top in a way, but like is in, it was but it's just, in his own voice. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's it, again, it just, that works so much better. And I wish that that's how they kind of went sure. with it because again, they talk about, they set this character up through the whole time that he has no identity, that he's a no one, that he's basically like an incel for, for a lot of the movie. And I, I don't think it really matters what his voice sounded like. I mean, if there's no real sort of, um, you know, like footprint of him as a person anywhere because he is an orphan and he's kind of like the flip side of the coin of Bruce where like his chip on his shoulder is that he feels 
you know, that all these rich people, specifically Bruce Wayne, who became an orphan, really wasn't an orphan. And and he has a point, I think, when it comes to the idea that, like, there's a lot of people that don't have parents or that have to grow up in the foster care system that, you know, are lost because, you know, they, they you know, don't have proper funding they they like there's a point being especially made when it's there. promised to you and then taken away or yeah. like or and there's yeah. a resent like there is there is something there that i think is that that he has a point i don't agree with any of his ideology or anything like no, that but, but in terms just of like bruce anything, wayne good... being an orphan like he was bruce wayne was going to be okay like yeah i know bruce wayne and then everyone okay put the focus on bruce yeah, yeah everyone put the focus on bruce and no one cared and i liked that motivation yeah um i do like the misdirection of him figuring out bruce wayne as batman um and then not actually knowing that he's batman because i always prefer like i hate when the villain can figure that shit out right away, even though maybe it's unbelievable because this guy's supposed to be always one step ahead and, and smarter than everyone. But and also, um, Batman basically tells every woman he's dating at one point or another that he's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> oh, totally. But I mean, like the, when the villains, like he does, he doesn't tell Catwoman. This, no, right? no, no, no. But in most other but, movies, or, yeah. or like, or Alfred like, does, because Al, yeah. that was the controversy <laughs> in Batman '89 when Alfred brought Kim Basinger's uh, Vicky Vale into the into Bat, the Bat Cave. Cave. Yeah, and, and like, like, what every, the hell, bro? Yeah, it's like Alfred yeah. would be fired. At that I will point. say, I love the look of the Bat Cave in this in the underground sub. It reminded me of the Ninja Turtles lair. From yeah, Teenage Ninja Turtles. Good. And I was like, anytime you go into an abandoned subway station that is like has the design of like a either European or old like um you know New York style of like the big bombastic beautiful subway stations, like um I love that his Bat Cave, and I'm like, is it still under Wayne Manor? Did they have a subway stop at their house? I'm like, because I mean, it, it said, doesn't surprise me. It, it said Wayne. It said Wayne Station on it, which is usually I would have thought under Wayne Tower, but it seemed like it was under Wayne Manor. And I'm like, that's dope to have a subway station under your house. I'm like, that's fantastic. Uh, even if it, maybe it was a private one, which is even cooler. Um, I love the look of the Bat Cave. Um, but I wanted to go back quickly awesome. to the thing Sorry, that didn't I, uh, work for tangent. for me. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Digressions are fine with this. We'll probably have many more. Um, so the the scene that I kind of felt clumsily kind of put together from like a, a narrative point of view and even the way that it's edited and what his motivations were in that one moment is when you see Batman who pummels one of Riddler's disciples that's not Paul Dano, but is funnily enough, like I, I was thinking, oh, is like the twist going to be Paul Dano has a twin because there's a scene before where they're, they, they, uh, the police apprehend him and you've seen that in the trailer in the opening yeah. scene at the uh, at the cafe or the the diner yeah. and there's two cards when they open the cards and he's got two ids and i was thinking oh does he have a twin brother is that and and when after he's done after batman's pummeled this guy and because you think also paul dano's got to get beaten up at some point which he uh, doesn't really no right? so no. that was that was the Good one surprising thing that it's was like in his contract sean bean <laughs> dies in movies yeah. paul dano gets beaten up um but when Batman goes to save the people that are caught under all the stadium trappings and stuff like that, he looks up at this um, electric box. And I was thinking, oh, is he going to sacrifice himself to keep that from hitting the water and electrocuting the people? But he grabs this this piece of hanging cord and then cuts it off and falls in the water. And then you're like, 
okay, what was the point of that? And then he comes out of the water fine. And then he goes to help the people with the flare. And you've seen that also in the trailer. And I just felt that that was clumsily put together. Like he was trying to make that. I think that is what he's doing. Like he, he ultimately didn't know. Like that's what was going to happen was the electrical wire was going to hit the water and kill everyone in Gotham square garden. That's flooding. So I think I, I thought the same thing, but I guess because he he just falls into the water and he it didn't gets feel up, like a time like, sensitive situation though. Like it didn't feel right. like oh or I've got to get down a there. Moment, yeah, yeah. Like I got to get like it almost felt to me like he was trying to make up for the fact that he just beat this guy, you know, to a pulp, and that's something that he has constantly been preaching to Catwoman that you don't want to you know go to the point where you can't return, right? Yeah, and, I mean, I thought he was always pretty brutal. It's just he oh no no no. I mean, they, yeah. again. In the trailer and in the scene where he's fighting the gang, the one guy that he beats, yeah, like he just like he literally pummels to the point of no, almost, you know, to 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 death. Um, There, there's something there with like again unresolved issues with the character that he that he doesn't have this kind of filter to kind of like tell him you need to stop but the way that that scene plays from that that's that's how i interpreted it and when you're watching the movie you don't get the necessarily like i gotta get down there and get those people out because that thing's gonna drop at five seconds it's like it's just like oh it's a little understated yeah it's just there and then happens and then that's it and yeah it's like oh shit i gotta i've gotta make uh, amends for the shitty thing i just did those people need help I'll do that to make up for beating the shit out of this guy. I will even say like the stakes in general, um, maybe never felt that high, like to the point of like, yeah, there's, he's a serial killer and he's murdering one person at a time. And then there's well, so specific many people, people too, like, right? Like, yeah. And they're all corrupt and people and politicians and like, and-, and like, I like that. And it kept escalating and you're getting rid of the people you need to get rid of, like the mayor and the, and the, and the commissioner. So that way and Peter Sarsgaard's DA. Yeah. 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 So you can get Harvey Dent in there, which you know, will probably be in the next movie. Right. And yeah. like, um, I like all that kind of stuff, but I did feel like even with the flooding at the end where I'm like, holy shit, like I just did not expect this. Are they going to kill thousands of people in Gotham? Like I never felt like, even though I like where the movie ends up with Gotham, I never felt like a sense of like, oh fuck, he's really fucking shit up now or he's killing a lot of people. Like I think it is disturbing with the, the Riddler, you know, followers coming in and with their assault rifles setting up on the rafters and trying to lure everyone into a, a stadium to shoot them. Like it is, I think in, in 2022, like uncomfortable and especially like, with and, after like the taking yeah. of the Capitol and things yeah. like that. And, and even, uh, even more horrific things like, like it's just, that stuff hits a little bit differently. And I know that's intentional. The movie's obviously doing that very intentionally. Um, And people do get hurt and killed. And I think that's another point that the movie makes right at the beginning with that opening voiceover that it, it it commits to again with the film noir sort of um, narrative style is that Batman can't be everywhere all at once. And even though criminals are now starting to become afraid of, you know, the Batman, you know, targeting them there's still going to be crime and there's still going to be murder and 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 there are things that like the batman can't do he's not a super powered hero everywhere exactly and even with the flooding you know like it it shows you like he can he can help 
as much as he can, but he necessarily can't save everybody. And that also goes to the main theme of who Batman and Bruce Wayne is that, you know, he felt helpless in a moment where he couldn't save his parents. And now he's trying to do as much as he can in order to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And I think, you know, Matt Reeves does overemphasize that a little bit with the one the politician's son yeah. going back to him a couple of times. And um, it's kind of like the James Jr. moment in the Nolan movie or right? even um, uh, the actor who played Joffrey in Game of Thrones in the first movie where like you that's see... who I was referencing. Well, no, 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 James no, Jr.? no, it's not. James Jr. Uh, is in the second movie with, with Two-Face. And yeah. Shit, so right? the, yeah. the kid in the first one is just a kid who lives in the. um um the the, bur- right. the burrows and and like, it was the same thing the same kid but he like when batman's kind of like climbing up yeah the- oh, i know i know yeah. exactly what you're talking about yeah 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 and so that's with- who i was referencing so i was getting two characters messed yeah, up. yeah yeah i mean they're both kids they're both blonde hair i'm sure they're young both white kids. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. they all look the same <laughs> let's just be real um uh, but but yeah like they like they really emphasize that like obviously that's kind of part of instead of showing Bruce's parents get killed, we'll show you a reflection of like, Oh, he can empathize with this kid who's just gone through something, but then we'll go back to it again at the funeral when he has his big hero moment of saving the kid from being hit by the car. Um, And then like even little things that I think kind of annoyed me a little bit that aren't necessarily great um, are like, you know, people getting high off of these, these eye drops and they call them droppers. And it's just like, it's so again, silly see that's i know but then that's the stuff that i kind of just embrace but, but like, again um, like i mean that's also real life too where it's like you know people are called druggies or tweakers totally or i just like that. to me but it's, it's just it's silly when it's done in, in a studio film because it kind of almost feels like again overthought or overwritten where it's like oh we call them droppers you know uh, or even some guy of the had dial- a cool guy had a cool drop uh, mask at the beginning when he was walking around. Or even some guy. of the people that are talking about sort of like the way Gotham is. Like there's this funeral sequence for this uh, mayoral candidate. Yeah, um, th- some would- of the dialogue's not great. I will I will hundred percent agree with you. And it's and it's like you know like this heavy handed. Yeah, like-, it, it, like it sounds like it's something that would be used in but a video goes- game. Or you know? a comic book, Eric. Yeah, but <laughs> like I, or just a that's bad, what or I, just badly written in general. Yeah, that's what I mean. But a lot of comic books are. That's what I'm trying to sort of argue and sort of defend the movie for it. Like, and I agree with you. It's not great. There's a many times. There's some scenes with Catwoman in the in the iceberg lounge, and there's times throughout the whole movie where I'm like, mm, that doesn't sound completely right. But you know what? It does sound like a comic, comic book, book movie. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. But and then I'm again, like, the movie is also trying to be something like you mentioned the stuff with the, 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 the Riddler's, you know, sort of, uh, again, sure. followers, followers like being yeah. something that is hearkening to, you know, school shootings to, yeah. you know, Trump supporters, not Trump, not all Trump supporters, but like the kind of like far extremist right extremists yeah. and what we've been experiencing. And it's like, okay, so you want to do that. That's great. I think that's that's fine to interject that stuff. But then you also want to be More comic book ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, I get. And I to me, I think it balanced those things. And I think both sides work. But I totally understand uh, what you're saying of that. Like those things clash like and, yeah. and don't work sometimes. I so think like, I think sometimes it can work. Like I think the one time 
it works where it's actually funny and it's a visual pun is the the Riddler leaving the thumb drive. I actually thought that was very That was funny. very funny. The In a morbid way. Great. But also the way that that scene was played between Batman and Gordon yeah. wasn't played jokingly. It was played no. completely straight and that's what made it funny. But they were aware of the the pun. Yeah, but the that way that helps, they they, like... they 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 the way that they address they're almost it. rolling their eyes yeah at that and point. that's what makes like, it, it funny is, yes absolutely and like uh we don't need to talk about every single um you know saw trap that um uh, jigsaw puts together in this movie but like i but the I, maze I, the mouse maze is the one I, that is, is the very saw like and it absolutely eric i know telepathically watching the movie i had that conversation with you yeah um like i knew exactly that was going to come up and obviously as a huge fan of saw really into it um but i just i I like seeing that in in a batman movie and i'm like it's so elaborate it's so silly it's just it is over the top and like each riddle was um ridiculous and 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 just i just i love the escalation from each one and who they were tied to and how batman would uh, how Batman would figure out that one and then move on to the next thing. Like I really bought into him, maybe not necessarily being the world's uh, best detective, but like um, of being the smartest person in the room and, and just really dedicating his, his life to this shit and just like really being passionate about it. And I think that's what Robert Pattinson has this brooding, like obsessive Batman. I thought, you know, was really, really cool. Um, the Catwoman stuff. um, did you like that? So the other big thing there is that Catwoman in this, Selena Kyle, is uh, Carmine Falcone's uh, daughter, which I don't think is like usually canon. No, no, but there are places, there are but... references. Oh, so that's the other thing we should mention as well. So this story takes place between uh, October thirty first and November sixth. So the, the the course of this mayoral election uh, as, you could say as it's these... a long Halloween. Well, that's the thing that it is referencing quite <laughs> well, a bit. There's yeah. one shot of of when uh, Selena Kyle scratches Carmine Falcone's face and he has the three sca- scratches on the cheek yeah. that are the three sca- scratches that Catwoman from, gave him yeah. in the long Halloween. But there, I think they were there like almost from the beginning yeah. and like, he just kind of always had you can it. See, there's a lot from that too, as mentioned the Scott Snyder's, but the, the, um, <clears throat> the family tree there, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with that. I honestly, like, it's like, it's fine. Like, I think, no, that, like, I, w- it, I was fine with it too. Like yeah. I could see some purists being like, Oh, like, why do we have to have Catwoman connected? And connected? Yeah. It's like, who cares? Like, I think, I think it works just because it's an excuse for the to plot have, of this movie. And also just to have more John Turturro, who I think is the best, who gives the best performance in this film, because he is the, he is the kind of criminal Gotham deserves. He is somebody who is menacing, intimidating, but he's also soft spoken. Yeah. Um, he's very, in- shit, but he's like very intelligent. Scenes, yeah. And the way he's so manipulative, like the way that he talks to Bruce Wayne as almost as if he's like, you know, a distant relative and yeah. very, he's almost very kind to him in a lot of ways. And, 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 and kind of almost you like, you know, uses like, Oh, I knew you as a kid to kind of manipulate him. Um, I think Taturo is one of those guys who often goes unsung. And when he's good, 
he's this and when he's yeah. when he's over the top and fun he can be great in coen brothers movies like sure. even adam sandler films he can be kind of like the best thing sure. in, 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 yeah. in those movies or at I least enjoyable. In a lot of those yeah. um but but i loved him in this film and i, I think he great, is the yeah. best uh the, the best villain the other thing i wanted to talk about um that i i could not give a suspension of disbelief to is there's a scene where Batman is knocked unconscious and is in police custody. And I think in that one moment where he blacks out and he wakes up in a, in a holding cell with all the police, I think between the blacking out and him waking Someone up, would have unmasked him. Yeah. There's know, no I'm, way that he would have yeah. like Gordon could have protected him. And even Gordon, I think would have been like, even if, if Gordon could have kept him from all the other police, I think Gordon would have yeah, found out who I he was. Absolutely agree. <laughs> So I think that that's kind of like, okay, like even for a comic book movie, it's, it's hard to believe that that would, that is a big suspension of disbelief. It is. And I don't mean this as an insult, a little nitpicky, but it is big enough to be like noticeable where I think Mm -hmm. like most people won't think twice about it, but like, I think, you know, if you're thinking with logical means, you're like, there's no way that they would have not looked at his face. Yeah. But then you go back to like, it still would be pretty obvious that this is Bruce Wayne. Like, it's just like, so you kind of just, I don't know, in a movie like this, again, I don't want to give it a pass for all of these things of like that you're saying, because I think everything you've brought up uh, is totally fair. Um, But sometimes you just go, yeah, okay. I guess you just needed to get to that point and you couldn't figure out a better way to do so. Yeah. Um, What I do really like um, with talking about like the family tree and lineage is how they tarnish the, the Wayne legacy, Sp- specifically Thomas Wayne. I, I think they've Martha... done a lot lately in, in different stories. Yeah. Like... Martha Wayne, they, they, they're very sympathetic towards her. Um, so you learn that Thomas Wayne was running for mayor and that he creates this fund called the renewal fund that even if he loses uh, uh, the candidacy or, or becoming mayor and the voting that this fund that is going to be a billion dollar pot will be there to help Gotham, Gotham in the future yeah. and clean up the city and things like that. And that basically becomes um, this kind of uh, basically like hog, uh, like, yeah, like pot of gold, gold for, for all the yeah. crime bosses. And you yeah. find out that Carmine is basically the mayor running, you know, the, the whole the whole city City since his death yeah but with a lot of that stuff um you think to yourself okay like thomas wayne has always been you know this in other versions you know like the heart of the city the guy that like oh you know the 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 fallen son the way that like jfk jr is portrayed or, or or a kennedy in general um and in this he still is that and it is very kind of simplistic in how he's corrupted because it's like politics corrupt absolutely or absolute in that Thomas Wayne turns to Carmine Falcone to help him because a reporter has discovered or dug up um, files on Martha Wayne's um, medical history and specifically her time in institutions. And so Thomas Wayne wants to protect Martha. So the only way that he can figure out to do that is to go to Carmine and Carmine wants to do 
as much as possible, as much damage as possible to this reporter, because he will then use that to blackmail Thomas Wayne. And Thomas Wayne, being a billionaire, is the perfect person you want to have, you know, uh, unlimited resources and funds. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, you look at Thomas Wayne and the decision he makes there. I almost wish they went a little bit further that Thomas Wayne was maybe even a little bit more kind of guilt yeah because like the 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 the, there's still nobility in his decision like why he what what he was doing and why he was doing it where you have peter skarsgård's you know da you have the mayoral candidate they kind of seem to be a little bit more sleazier and like into you know having affairs and you know cashing in on bonuses where thomas wayne even though he goes to the dark side he does it for reasons that are understandable you know that aren't just like oh like he didn't i mean because obviously he doesn't need money but he he did it for for protecting somebody he cares about where it's like oh you you know he still did a bad thing but you can kind of forgive him a little bit more you wish he was yeah a little bit more guilty in that situation or a little bit more corrupt corrupt yeah and i think they have done that in recent stories i don't know exactly maybe in the batman um there was a choose your own adventure style telltale video game where I think they go into the Wayne's histories of how they're not so, um, you know, amazing. And, you know, Oswald, like the penguin is a big part of that. And the penguin and Bruce had a relationship when they were younger, uh, just a friendship and stuff like that. But this doesn't necessarily go there and, and kind of has the Riddler in that spot where he's there when Thomas is running for mayor. And that's where he kind of gets his resentment for, you know the rich and and powerful in gotham and and i like how that's all tied there but yeah i'm with you that you know i think that would be an interesting place like they do give you know bruce he at one point he does think that like what have i been doing this for if my you know father was like this well the sins of the father and and and, you know are i think that's an interesting thing for batman right because his whole thing is like i'm doing this because you know some criminals murdered my parents randomly and like um they implicate that Carmine Falcone was the guy who uh, had Thomas killed, which I think is interesting too, uh, which isn't necessarily true. It's just that. And he, and, 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 and Totoro's character says that it was Salvatore Moroni who, who did it as well. And so like, again, like the manipulation of it, but yeah, but yeah, I think that that would have been really interesting character wise for Bruce Wayne slash Batman, Batman, because there, this is a character study as well as a, um, you know, mystery procedural puzzle box kind of movie. And, and I think if Batman was having an existential crisis about like, Oh, the, the, the specifically the, the person that I thought I was going to become one day or the person that, you know, I, I, one of the people I cared about the most that I saw the best of, or I, I aspire to be is actually not a good person. Yeah. You know, that creates moral conflict. And, and, and again, you know, there is a little bit of that there, but it's not enough to be like, Oh, like my dad really was a piece of shit. It's like, no, my dad did the wrong thing, but he, you know, ultimately was doing it for the right reasons or he had like he, for his reasons, he, he was doing something to protect somebody close to him. Yep. Um, that's why I think they, I hope they go deeper into that in the future. Cause I think there's something there with the Waynes and the Arkhams that they're kind of like being the oldest families in Gotham and the state that they put Gotham in. And like, I think there probably is some truth to what the Riddler's saying and what Falcone's saying about Thomas. And I hope they kind of go 
deeper into that and that's why i so badly want them to tackle court of owls and well like, that's I where i thought that that, that was like, going to be dude revealed. i would have i would have been so i would have been so stoked because i also thought that's where it was going where i thought the riddler was just going to be a red herring the whole time and that the like the people like you said pulling the strings were going to be the court of owls and i think i think we could still get that and i think that might be the overarching you know I think even Joker could be a red herring in the sense that I do think that he might be planting the seeds for the court of owls. And with this renewal fund, with the history of the Waynes and the Arkhams, like, and the history of Gotham and like, that's what the court of owls is about, right? Like I'm re I, I love, uh, it's been a while since I, I read that arc, you know, almost 10 years ago again, but like, um, basically yeah. So the Court of Owls took notice when billionaire philanthropist Bruce Wayne announced his plans to rebuild and reshape Gotham City for the future, which sounds like what the next movie is going to start at. And then it's like basically um, it's involving the Waynes. So Batman discovers the Court of Owls has various secret headquarters throughout hidden rooms in every building established by the Alan Wayne Trust created by Bruce's great grandfather, Alan Wayne. And then there's stuff about him being as a child and it involves the Wayne family and the oldest people, the oldest families in Gotham. And I'm like, that's what I want so bad. If I could wish for one thing moving forward, because that's just something we haven't seen in them. Like they're just new villains, right? They were created in the last 10 years, but they were very well received. There is some silliness there with like, Talent. you know, this the talons, like this, this undead assassin that they send out and stuff like that, which like. I don't know how you do that here. You could, but maybe you tweak it a little bit. So it's not as silly. Um, but I think there, um, and there's some stuff with like a character named Lincoln March that um, is basically like identical to Bruce, which is part of the hush storyline too, as well. Um, which did you see when the yeah. hush pops up on the screen? I'm like, that's very obvious as well. Um, which is fun. Anyways, that's not necessarily part of this movie, but if I'm theorizing of where the movie could go and how they tackle some of the Wayne stuff and the Gotham stuff in this, I think the court of owls could be like a really cool place to take the second movie and, and be an overarching, you know, people behind the strings, pulling the strings for those people, like three layers of it. Cause it, they're always just lurking and they just have a cool look with the owl mask and like, and everyone it's kind of like, you know, the scroll invasion in Marvel where like everyone could have been a scroll kind of thing. It's like, who could be a part of the court of owls. And like, I think you could build that up really well. Well, the court of owls thing as well. Like I, I didn't know anything about it until you told me about it. Um, but when kind of looking at the images of them wearing those masks, it, there's this French film called, um, Judix, uh, and it looks like that that's where some of the, the creation or the inspiration came from. Um, and it would also make perfect sense if they wanted to continue on the route of um, doing detective stories, because that does also sound like that would work well within kind of like the mystery thriller um, component, because that's that's another thing. I think it also depends on who you have as the villain in terms of how thematically and narratively the story is told. And if you want to keep doing the mystery thing, like why not have an underground secret society? Mm hmm. There's just some really cool stuff with the the Court of Owls that I think you could do from a visual standpoint as well. And it does get 
very comic booky and silly and you know twists on twists on twists and batman being trapped in a labyrinth and like again it, it's still in that puzzle box kind of nature kind of thing too but um if you want to keep the more detective kind of thing because if he's going around gotham searching for you know and i think these movies will keep that right throughout all of them like i think they're going to be mainly detective stories so they kind of have to be what you just said which is like you know, they have to be kind of him trying to figure things out and not just like as as flamboyant as the Riddler maybe is in this, like at times, like it 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 escalates to a point for him to get there, even though maybe some of the, you know, the serial killy kind of breathing and his voice kind of thing. But like I, I do think he still needs to figure it out in these upcoming movies. So that's why the Joker stuff I think will be there, but I feel like there always has to be kind of that element of trying to figure out who's actually doing this or what's going on. And I think using Gotham in the state that it's in and having the history there with his family, I think will play a huge part. And I think the court of owls could be like a really cool thing uh, to do moving forward. And I know there were hints that they were going to do that in this movie. And obviously that didn't happen, but I'm hoping he's, uh, planting the seeds because I think there could be some really cool stuff there. Um, yeah, I liked Catwoman's whole plot line in this. Like, I liked her involvement. I love her look. Like, it's I mean, a lot of it's very like, much referencing Batman Year One, where like yeah. you follow Bruce Wayne becoming Batman, but also follow Selena Kyle sort of mm-hmm. you know making her journey that's kind of morally more ambiguous and in a gray zone of like, okay, she's she's not a hero but she's not she's she's the anti-hero because obviously she's still stealing but kind of her main sort of motivation here is to help a friend who's in trouble and you know on the side she'll steal from you know is um, that her girlfriend were they hinting at her like i think i think yeah i think there was maybe a, a a fluidity to um her sexuality and and um the character and 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 i do think that that's interesting as well where like superhero movies are usually sexually ambiguous at best and this, this is movie's too, horny at times though it, 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 there is a voyeuristic nature to it when when you see oh, bruce Robert is watching her change yeah. change where it's like it's gross but it's kind of supposed to be because again batman's a bit of a pervert and i think even robert pattinson has said that and it kind of makes sense it's like okay like it, if it's going to indulge in this stuff like why not show like again sort of a moral gray zone for the Batman character. Um, but it, it like, I, yeah, I, I really, I've, I've never been, not that I don't like her, but I've never been like, like Zoe Kazan's never been on my radar. Really? Kravitz. Like I, I, I Kazan, sorry, <laughs> Kravitz. I'm, well, Paul Very Dan- different. Zoe, I'm also, but, I'm also yeah. the, but Paul Dano is, 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 sure. uh, that's her part. Yeah. Um, yeah. Zoe Kravitz is somebody who like, Obviously, she was underutilized in X-Men First Class, and um, she was good in Big Little Lies, but Mm -hmm. she's just somebody that is like, I don't know, I've never been like a huge fan of hers, but then watching Steven Soderbergh's Kimmy and now this, I really, really like her in both of these things, and I hope that she's given more and more stuff, because she's been around for a while now, it just kind of feels like she's always i don't know if she's just you know like maybe she only likes to act sometimes or or maybe she just wasn't getting material that she wanted but like this this role does really feel like a breakthrough role for her and she is so better suited to this 
compared to well, it's her, her second time playing Catwoman now. So right, right, yeah, no. It's, 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 I mean, she's been in. I mean, she was even the voice of uh, uh, Mary, Mary Jane and in, in, uh, into the Spider Verse. So you know, but Don't I, I think, uh, the character from Fantastic Beasts too. Yeah. So you and know, Divergent. Like, but but again, you forget about those scenes or yeah, those mo- yeah. like they're not they're not great characters. They're just like. So, like even her role in 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 you know first class is just kind of like I've always I've been more indifferent like I liked her like I don't think there's well there's I'm not saying I hated like, her or anything I'm just yeah. saying I feel the same way where like I've just never really taken notice of her but right. with Kimmy and this I feel like I think for me I really liked her in Big Little Lies that's yeah. probably the last uh, thing but I think she's great as Catwoman a great yeah. choice I think her whole arc and her relationship with. Uh, Batman and Bruce in this, I think it is really great. And um, I think she's, you know, integrated really, really well into the, into this story. Like, even though it is overstuffed and it's something we've said in our, um, in our review and we've talked about here, like there's a lot going on in this movie and like, it's, there's a ton of characters that it throws at you and a ton of villains. And that can kind of sometimes be like too much, but um, again, I think they do a, a pretty good job at, at that. And you can tell that they're world building for these other things, um, which we can talk about a little bit now before we kind of wrap up. So we do know that like we're getting two spinoffs on HBO Max. So we're getting a Gotham PD show and we're also getting a Penguin uh, spinoff show. So Eric, now seeing this movie, where do you think those series go? Do you think it's pre the Batman? Is it uh post the batman like i'm i'm fascinated to see what they're going to do with these shows and like is is jeffrey wright in the gotham show i think so yeah and then you do have colin farrell as uh penguin so i'm assuming it's going to be like after the movie and penguin starting his rise up as like you know becoming the new carmine who's taking he's basically taking over the the organization completely where before he was kind of you know doing it on the side and is pattinson's bat batman going to be in either of these shows maybe pattinson shows up in 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 the penguin at some point but i don't i don't know because warner brothers has always been very strange when it comes to how they've used batman like even in the gotham show which i didn't really watch but the way that they shot him and used him in 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 that they waited till the very end of the series and you'd never saw him in full regalia. It was mostly kind of like from sort of side angles, the way that you, you know, you see Michael Myers the first time around in, in, uh, in the Halloween movies. And then even with um, Peacemaker, like hearing that they had Batman as a stand in, but they cut him out. Warner brothers has been very protective of him being in only movies specifically. So I, I don't know. I, I, it would be fascinating to watch. And I just don't know how it works without, but the thing that they do getting back into this movie, they set up is like this Batman will work with you kind of thing, right? Like he'll let some things kind of slide or he'll, he'll say like, he's got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll leave the leash, you know, a little loose and I'll like, let you kind of do your thing as long as you're not, you're really doing something horrible or something. You're not doing something Riddler horrible. And that's something I always liked in the comics is that Batman with his rogues gallery, like because you always had to have them active and escaping Arkham or doing their setting their stuff up. Like there, you had to have this kind of repertoire with them, whether he needs to interview them at Arkham or he lets the penguin kind of do his thing because the penguins not necessarily like, you know, I don't know. He's just a a gangster, I guess. And you can kind of let that go and just say, don't go too far. 
kind of thing. So I think that's maybe interesting and maybe it's just Batman letting the penguin do his thing. And he's like, I got other things to deal with right now, or I don't know, but yeah, I'll get back uh, to you at the end and, yeah. and deal with, and then later. with Gotham PD, it's just like, what is that show even going to be? Right. Like, are you going to just tackle like C and D tier, like Batman villains, like street level Batman villains and like condiment it, King. Like, yeah. Like it's like time that. to like, shine. That could be really funny. But like in a, in a, if you just keep like a dark, police procedural show about gotham like i just don't know how and even though it's that and even though it's not connected and it's a part of the dceu moving forward we're also getting batgirl which is going to have michael keaton's batman play a role on that show and then you have well that's a movie isn't it oh i thought it was a series maybe it is it's a movie on hbo max right so it's a tv movie (laughs) uh sure it is kind of um but but you have that film, which is going to also be on HBO Max, either probably next year. Um, These will confuse people. Yes, I do. I, I think it is. Will confusing. the Flash fix everything? No, no. I still think people need to be spoon fed when it comes to like telling, constantly reminding people that this isn't connected to that. And especially when it comes to comic book continuity i think that why is that batman different than this batman kind of thing yeah or why aren't the x-men still a part of you know this marvel i think that's fine because people don't think that hard about it like but i think when you have two ongoing things at the same time people are like when we're so used to everything being connected now too well i said um, the x-men though because the new mutants thing i think did confuse some people where like the new mutants was coming out when the mcu was was already and disney already had control of it i get what you're saying there yeah i forgot i forgot that movie existed so um (laughs) i got a message from my mom as we're a very DC centric uh, text message as we're recording this, she goes, we were about to watch justice league, but we weren't sure if we had to watch other movies before it to get the gist. And I'm like, you kind of need to watch man of steel, Batman V Superman, wonder woman and Aquaman. And, and then, what justice league are they watching? I'm a God. I should tell them to watch the Snyder cut. Cause my, I would love to get my dad's thoughts on the Snyder cut. If it was black and white and four by three, I should tell them to watch that version. Settle down um, for what? Like four hours, four hours. Yeah. So they're like, okay, we switched to cry macho. It's <laughs> like sweet. Yep. Um, I mean, Clint Eastwood staying kind in the of Warner brothers family. Yeah. Superhero. So, yeah. Um, Eric, anything else you want to tackle? Spoiler filled. Like I'm trying to think the movie, there's so much in this movie. It's so densely, um, plotted where like, I feel like a lot of the movie is more plot driven than it is character driven where it's like, okay, we have to set up all of these, you know, pieces of the puzzle to get to the bigger picture at the end and, and where we're going. But when we reveal these pieces, you know, and how we reveal these pieces, we won't necessarily have them connect, you know, go from one scene to another and, and subsequently kind of connect them. We'll, we'll introduce this piece here and then we'll leave you with it and we'll go and do something else that will ultimately be a part of it. But the tapestry, you know, it'll be another connection later on. And so you're getting all these pieces being revealed bit by bit. And then at the end of it all, you have you know, it being put together essentially. And I feel like some of those subplots and characters get lost in how kind of jam packed it is. Like, it's like, okay, we, we haven't seen 
Catwoman for 20 minutes now or 30 minutes. We haven't seen the Riddler in a while. We haven't seen any of the stuff with the, the mayoral candidacy and the running of that. And, and, you know, and then it comes back at a point where it's like, oh yeah, that's still something that they need to tie up or, or bring back into the fold again. And then that's where I think it starts to kind of lose you a little bit because it, it is so ambitious and, and dense in its storytelling that, it would almost be better to watch this unfold in like, you know, eight episodes or something like that than just like watch it all crammed in to nearly or three multiple hours. viewings. Like, I feel like that's, we said this in our other review that I am looking forward to watching it again. Cause I feel like maybe it'll play a little bit better for yeah. those things. Of I'm like... still not sure if the pacing is going to be great because I, I do think that's the other thing that I will be critical of with, with this movie is yeah. that you do feel those two and a half hours and it does at times feel sluggish and morose. And part of that is intentional, but well, it's I three think... hours. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, th- two yeah. and a half hour. It's two and a half, isn't it? Like no, or two... it's three. It's 176 minutes. It's so, almost... yeah. So 180 but, minutes would be three hours, right? And, and I'm, I'm thinking about that because having watched drive my car twice mm-hmm. and feeling that that pacing is perfect in terms of like how it moves and, and how it gets from point A to point B, it doesn't feel like three hours. Like it is long, but you don't feel the length in the way that you do with this. Like it, I will it, say that this kept me engaged, but I felt the length. So that's yeah. like kind of back and forth. Like I, I, I did feel the length, but I was constantly engaged with the material. So like, I never want, like, I never was like fucking end Jesus. Like I was never at that point ever or like going, okay, let's start to wrap this shit up. But I, I did go like, there's a hell of a lot of movie in here. And right. I did but notice the, the I did feel that they were, I, I didn't feel like, Oh, like get to the point, but I did feel it's like, okay, they are kind of dragging this moment out or this moment out a little bit, or there are some scenes where it's like, Oh, this, you know, like the, 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 police commissioner is now dead and it's like oh that's just okay he's now oh, they dead. cut when that we... whole thing out yeah, they, yeah i'm sure there was a whole a whole thing there but they're like do we need the commissioner part like we can just no we got him in the jigsaw the can, like, can, contraption yeah. we got yeah, enough yeah. you know um we don't need to show how he does that but yeah um the one moment i mentioned in our review like i think the opening of this movie rips like i really like it even though it is maybe for you it was over this, like i think um, i think robert pattinson talking about like the opening scene specifically kind of being almost like a shot from either um blow up or uh the conversation where it's like mm-hmm. you're watching you're, you're again the voyeuristic nature of it all you're watching you know a pov scene and hearing the deep breathing like i was thinking it was going to be something a little bit more because it's coming from robert pattinson who does a lot of indie movies that are kind of outside of the mainstream and i was like oh like oh are we gonna get like a weird kind of like you know claire denis fuck box scene that is almost like so i didn't even hear those interviews but i just abstract but yeah. yeah I just like the reveal of the Riddler in that first scene as well. And like I, I, the the voiceover journal kind of stuff, like I'm like, Oh shit, this all like I was in right away. And um, I think it carries that. And yeah, I think it's a really solid like building block and starting ground for what I hope is a 
trilogy from Matt Reeves because like as much as we said like I'm like I think his two apes movies I liked more than this uh you mentioned let me in I'd have to go back and rewatch that but like I do think he is one of the better working Hollywood uh studio guys that you know like you said takes some artistic risks and and tries to make things his own and and actually puts a lot of himself and emotion in into his movies that I I am very excited to see where he takes this and whether he goes the route that I want with the court of owls or batman villains we haven't seen before because that's another thing we didn't necessarily touch on other than the joker Um, yeah the joker stuff is like we've seen riddler before we've seen falcone before we've seen penguin before we've we've seen seen catwoman and the penguin Um, in batman returns before together yeah so like it's it's I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, his, his main rogues gallery is only so large, I guess. Right. Like in his big, well, he's got the most, villains, I think like uh, sort of iconic eclectic villains. group yeah. of villains where like, again, some of them might not fit in the more kind of grounded manner, but you know, there are still characters like, well, I, I don't think we'll, we'll see Clayface in this, but like Clayface was a character as a kid on the bat on the nineties animated series that I love, but that's not going to happen. You you know, you have characters like Mad Hatter and, and that's another character that works better in almost, I'm surprised Burton never, maybe Burton did. did Maybe he was going to do it for a third film, but um, you know, he got his jollies off with Mad Hatter and, and, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, and I think um, we already got an excellent black mask in in uh Ewan McGregor. So like I don't yeah, think Yeah, and you, Brendan Fraser is playing uh Firefly and um yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. We've I mean like, a de- Hugo Strange is is a big yeah. one. Like I think like if you are going to and Hush like which they did there was the the Hush on the screen in this, but like um I think you could do hush, but then that would be very, I don't know how you would do that. Well, um, but you, so you have Hugo strange, you have hush. Um, yeah. Like you mentioned, mad hatter, we've had a killer croc, but that wouldn't work. Man bat. Um, <laughs> now if man bat was a um, lawyer, like he was in, yeah, uh, you could tackle Mr. Freeze in a better way. And that's like, something that Matt Reeves has. Somebody asked him about that. And he did say that he, that is a storyline that he does like. Okay. Cause and, you could do Mr. Freeze. Well, like, cause yeah. I think like in Harley Quinn, the animated series, I think does Mr. Freeze super, super yeah. well. Well, also um, man bat as a lawyer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Go watch the Harley Quinn series. It's great. Well, kite um, man who was, who was also mentioned in, yeah, uh, in Suicide, peacemaker. Or, uh, peacemaker. So kite man exists in the DCEU, which is amazing. I would like um, to see poison Ivy, but I would like to see poison Ivy in the DCEU with, um, Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn because yeah. like, I feel like there was that time where they were going to do Gotham city sirens and like, that yeah. would have been interesting. Um, so which I, don't I think know. they still could. Yeah. But I know birds of prey sort of underperformed, right? Yeah, and it's it's so strange that Margot Robbie's like one of the biggest movie stars in the world, and like she's so game to continue on with Harley Quinn, and, and she's Warner, so good at it too. Yeah. And Warner Brothers is so like, like even when it even when it was critically acclaimed with Birds of Prey, it was just kind of like ah, we, it didn't do as well as the other films. Uh, yeah, you know we're getting Two Face or at least Harvey Dent in the yeah. next one, like absolutely. But even that's repetitive, right? Yes, um, Scarecrow we've gotten like. 
so are Ra's al Ghul. You mentioned Poison Ivy. Like you could, Victor Zaz is someone who could work in this, but he's kind of so generic. But we also got him in in Birds of Prey as well, right? Oh, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Christmasina, right? Yeah. And then Ventriloquist uh, is someone we haven't really gotten. Then you have like the smaller Batman villains. Yeah, like Louis the Um, Lilac. Calendar Man, Clayface. Egghead. um, Clock King. (laughs) Um uh god who am i thinking like i mean I rat catcher would have been a really catcher, good yeah. villain i think um, um in a way james jr would be good but it's too similar to um to this version of the riddler um so that's where the night of owls going. i think would work well because at least it yeah. would be like it would you you could have kind of but then again i could see people complaining that it's not like a central villain like it's not like somebody that they can like project but i think you need to like that that sounds so cool to me and that's why i'll keep pitching this is like let them do something new that most people don't know about like let you go holy fuck these guys are really cool and the talent is cool like you can do talent in a way where he's not like an undead zombie guy like and like or you could do that in something that's really cool i always like the batman villain onomatopoeia uh kevin smith created him i don't think you could ever make that work in live action um eric i don't know if you're familiar with onomatopoeia but like i just liked his outfit he wore all black and he had this black mask that had like a tart like white circles on it and basically his thing was that he it works in comics because his name is onomatopoeia because he would say aloud a lot of those bubbles you would have in comics so like think of like the 60s batman like the pow wham like he would just say those in disturbing ways after he would like kill someone or whatever like if he shot them he would go he would just say bam Bam. but it but or bang but it would work in a comic format where i don't know if that would work in live action so like he's just, all black with a uh, a white swirl I'll say, i love yeah I'll, I'll because you know what that design. sounds like to me that sounds like the character it almost sounds like kevin smith just ripped off the character from batman beyond the ink character because the ink character it's possible um look her up because she was kind of like terry's Catwoman uh in a way and she also has like a, a swirl or something and she's like yeah. all black so yeah I kevin smith a photo a bit of a hack um, <laughs> stop i like kevin smith but i do I, too but i think he puts his foot in his mouth more times than not yeah, yeah this does kind of um, look like that character. onomatopoeia started as a green arrow villain and then became like a main batman uh villain and i i just i don't know i always i always really liked onomatopoeia i just don't think you could do it um, okay, I'm sent, I'm I'm looking up ink right now. Sure. Cuz uh, um, I want to Batman see. who laughs is really interesting, but that's when you're getting into multiverse. Okay, it's it's like... it's not completely the same. She just had like a white blotch, but like the I'm just sending you a photo of it now. Everyone can look these up. Sorry, we don't have visual cues for you guys. To, I'm not going to go in and edit that. <laughs> um oh, yeah, that is pretty similar. Maybe they would uh, be lovers. Yeah, or maybe um, Kevin Smith is a hack. <laughs> that shut up (laughs) my parents update on cry macho i think we're gonna turn it off it's not very good (laughs) tell them to watch malignant no my god my mom could maybe be into malignant but i do not think my dad 
uh, would watch it. See, Anyways. that would be an amazing Batman villain. Gabriel. Gabriel, man. Warner man. Brothers owns them both. Bring them in. <laughs> Crossover, baby. The multiverse. Anyways, anything else you want to tackle, Eric, before we uh, kind of wrap up this spoiler cast? Anything that we missed? I know there's a hell of a lot of movie. Yeah, it's there. yeah, it's just it's 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 a good film. It's and again, maybe it's the older you get as well. And the more of these movies you see where like going into this, I was excited. But at the same time. I think there was a little bit of burnout and I talked about it in, in the review where like the mental health of Batman has always been something that has kind of like become more, I become more aware of that as I get older and I've always loved Batman and he's always been my favorite comic book character. And, 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 you know, DC wise, he's, he's been my favorite. And I, and I, I find myself liking Spider-Man more and more because like, there's less like worry about him being weirdly exploited as a character because of his mental illness and sort of what drives him. And with Batman, it's like, okay, like part of it is like, you know, his psychosis is being enabled by his, you know, financial uh, stability and, um, you know, the, the, the few people that know who he is around him kind of, you know, basically giving him, you know, license to do what he does without really, you know, truly saying maybe Bruce, you should get some help, uh, you know, and, and that is something that it's like, you become more and more aware of that as you, as you get older and you start to kind of like, you know, whether you suffer from depression or, or, you know, have uh, other mental health issues. It's just, it's just a weird thing. It's just, it's, and like thinking about like how this character again is is dealing with his own health issues and you can say okay it's a comic book movie but it is a big part of the character's sort of background and and sort of build as who he is yeah no i think it's a great point to bring up and um i think it's something that i you know you hope that they tackle in like an important way in whether it's this trilogy or 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 something moving forward but um, I totally understand where you're coming from on. I mean, they standpoint. do it. They do uh, analyze it a little bit in uh, Batman Forever with Nicole Kidman's uh, Dr. Chase Meridian uh, yeah. psychoanalyzing Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne. It's like, do you, oh, you think it's a bat when he looks at the ink blot? And it's like, yeah, it looks like a bat. <laughs> Cause I it think does look like a bat. It maybe is a that, bat. I know Hugo Strange is a villain, but like that you could go deeper into that with maybe that character or yeah bd wong played him in in gotham bring bd wong in to, to play him in the film oh did he did you yeah. watch any of Gotham? no i didn't i saw a couple clips online and those clips basically feel like what that one scene is with um barry cogan in 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 that one sequence like it feels like all of that throughout that entire series but i they also had clayface on that show too which was terrible i've never seen a single episode <laughs> i haven't ever. either but just what i've seen clip wise like on youtube and i was just like how did this show go on for so long like who was watching it but again batman related stuff always does really really well like it's 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 almost like a fail-safe kind of thing for warner brothers and i think that's why they're so protective of the character's mm-hmm. image and i just identity in general where it's like mm-hmm. they they know that no matter what they make that is batman branded it'll do well or people will be interested in it and that's why they're probably really also spreading batman out with these two shows and then also the batgirl movie and and you know whatever else is going to come down the line because i'm sure we'll get more 
of the bat the, the dceu michael keaton stuff in the next five years or so because i mean let's be honest michael keaton is of an age now so it's like you want to kind of take advantage of him as much as possible while i think we're getting a batman beyond fit. movie too oh i do too unless batgirl becomes that which i could see yeah. that as well you're not wrong you're not yeah. wrong um i mean that's ultimately what character he's going to be playing to but i mean he's in the suit still in this right but like yeah. i think eventually you get him out of it and if you want to introduce a younger batman to the dceu if you're still doing a shared universe thing after the flash like i feel like you go into batman beyond and you have batgirl as well but like um yeah i mean i'm I, i'm down i mean i like what dc's been doing lately like peacemaker fucking rules like i think this is a good Again, I, I, I'm not. T- I, I'm totally with you with like how many iterations of Batman we've gotten. That like I was very excited. I, I do really like this movie, but, um, you know, we have gotten a lot of it. So, uh, you know, I'm open to seeing what Reeves does. And before we go, Eric, I, like, where do you? I've already said what I think or what I would want. Where would you want it to go in the state Gotham's in underwater? what it is i know it's this fresh start you've talked about joker is established in arkham riddler's there like where do you think they go do they go immediately into joker do you think that they do i would like them to do night of owls to be honest like i think it's court of owls night of owls (laughs) uh court of owls i think that might be one of the arcs as night of the owls yeah because that because it's like okay you know the uh the surface has been flooded, but below there's still problems. Yes, exactly. You know? And that's what I think could be really cool. So we're on the same page. Um, thank you all for listening or watching. We hope you guys enjoyed. We did two and a half hours of Batman content and the movie's not even out yet. So I'm sure we'll be talking about it more. I mean, it's out by the time you guys are seeing this, but as we're recording, it's still a week away, but um I can't wait to see it again. You might see our thoughts evolved. We'll talk about it probably Uh, a lot on the main show probably after we've seen it once or twice more like after this like i know we're eric and i are both seeing it Uh, we saw it in imax too which we never mentioned the first time but it was a limax theater so uh we are seeing it in a real laser projection scotiabank imax theater uh so pretty stoked about that and seeing it with our friend uh mike bunce and my fiance nevis so i'm excited to see it again and just kind of see how our thoughts evolve what better or for worse whether you hate riddler more whether you uh, <laughs> will i drink his brew um, after a second viewing we'll find still out gotta find <laughs> i drunk his brew baby well, this sounds um, so gross <laughs> uh and i just can't wait to see where it goes next so, oh and we um, should also i mean you mentioned it in the regular show but yes uh little caesars does make a yeah we sh- that is a big cameo thank you eric that is important to bring up and we we touched on it and i almost started to wrap up the show but we're back on track because yeah. we did spend a lot of time in our uncharted review talking about papa john's and i think and papa john's was, does have a promotion as well for in uh, the batman in the uk So I'm wondering, oh, is there going to be a Papa John's cut? Like there was a Pizza Hut cut of Demolition Man. Oh, that would be good. Oh, Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, because there was no Taco Bell in Europe, I think. Um, And people who are fans of kind of funny, go watch me on Screencast. There's a new episode uh, or listen. Uh, Tamur Hussein, who often shows up on kind of funny content, loves Demolition Man. And he talks about all the time the Pizza Hut cut of Demolition Man because in Europe, the they hut cut? Have, yeah, they had, they had no Taco Bell. So they had to cut around it and it was Pizza Hut in 
in uh, other territories. So I'm wondering in the UK, is that Little Caesars billboard a Papa John's billboard? I bet you it is. That's a good question, Matt. Well, we'll have to, if anybody uh, is watching or yeah, listening anyone in, to the this UK, in the UK, please, please let, let us let... know because uh, <laughs> this is important information. This is film journalism. Like, the other thing gotta... I did like Easter egg wise, there's a grocery store um, that's being robbed called Good Times uh, Grocery. Yes, that's incredible. Other Easter eggs. Um, we mentioned there is a Court of Owls reference with, I think, very clearly um, on and the Hugo front of the Strange. cards. Hugo Strange very clearly on the front of the, the cards. The other cards I don't think had references. But no. um, those two were, were noticeable. The Little Caesars billboard is subtly not subtly it's very clearly there, i mean when but batman's like, eating a calzone it's a little much in that one yeah. scene you remember you know when, when the riddler challenged. when he opens a pizza box and to the batman is on written in greece yeah. uh, <laughs> on the box it was a little bit much but yeah. um but no way better product placement in this which is exactly what we predicted when we talked about it being like i bet you it'll be a billboard or or a, or a storefront in gotham so little caesars does exist in this Gotham city, which is kind of funny to think about, but I mean, um, it is about anti-capitalism as well, which is kind of interesting. Cause it's almost like, again, you know, going to my point with the Riddler, it's like having, you know, the cake and eat it too, where it's like talking about have your calzone and eat it too. Yeah. Br- break down the corporate walls, but we'll still include, you know, promotional <laughs> A bright material. orange sign that says little Caesars. Yeah. <laughs> like in an, in an establishing shot, but and the it restraint will be interesting as well with social media, how th- that, might date this movie in in some time from now like i think in like like even two or three years from now like i'd like to go back and watch this and be like oh yeah not just the technology but the live streaming stuff and like all of that like i know that's very hot right now and i thought that we we way back talked about the hey everyone or whatever yeah What's up, guys? but the joker did that as well right with with yes. in the in the dark night so but that it, was more like on a tv yeah i mean he did and i thought that was so much more better <laughs> and how he let eric hates this movie tell everyone everyone yeah. eric hates the batman maybe i just don't like paul no i like paul dana but i don't like paul dana when he's used like this um but yeah, yeah. i thought you don't, the like, re- you don't like double dano you like single yeah. dano yes um but uh, i totally get that but um and yeah, don't man, be married I, to somebody with this with the same first name as your co-star and the same initials yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm married yeah, to is, uh, yeah. Zoe K, yeah. Yeah. Um I think that's it. I think that's it. Um thank you all for listening or watching. Um we really really do appreciate it. Uh like I mentioned you can check me out on the most recent episode of Kind of Funny Screencast where we talked about what we've been watching uh in 2022 on TV. So we talk about Yellow Jackets, uh Murderville, The After Party, um uh, I talk about last uh, one laughing, uh, which is I'm really, really enjoying on Prime Video right now uh, and more. So go check that out. We have other reviews we would love for you guys to check out, like No Exit. Go check that one out. The review, maybe not the movie. Um, and uh, our spoiler free review of the Batman. Uh, there's some other stuff up there. I don't know what the hell else we got up there, Eric. What do we got? What do we uh, review? Oh, turning Red. Turning Red, Uncharted. Yeah. You guys can check those out. Our Papa um, John's conversation in Uncharted. Yeah. Um, so go check all those out. March is going to be a little wonky because the Batmans and Turning Red are the two biggest movies of the month. And we those... got some stuff. We got After yeah. Yang, which we'll have, uh, speaking Colin Farrell. We uh, will hang out with our Yangs out. 
Yep. Um, also Colin got an Farrell. invite to watch Dick Town on FX. So Sick. it's it's male genital heavy with uh, Jackass Forever Town. and After Yang and yeah. Dick Town. And then uh, speaking and of Jackass Little Forever. Little Dicky. Uh, yeah. Uh, now on Disney Plus. Um, go check out the most recent draft of the Untitled Movie Podcast where we talk about Jackass Forever um and a bunch of different things so go check that out as well so untitled movie podcast untitled movie reviews on youtube and podcast services uh one stop shop just head over to letterboxd it's untitled underscore movies uh you can find all of our social medias all of our videos all of our audio podcasts our ratings all that jazz over there um as always my name is matt Rohrbeck. you can find more of my work around the internet but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com and you can follow me on all of those social medias at matt Rohrbeck. and i'm eric martian you can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinema scene and on the social medias at em6211 until next time gotta get me that amendment that calzone calzone baby i ate too much pizza tonight too <laughs> bye <laughs>